Inner Catholic podcast. This week, you're in for a little treat here. It's different than normal. One, because we're recording a day early. We actually don't have, we actually haven't heard the talk yet. And then two, we have the speaker with us, which is which is pretty cool. And then we have the, the normal guy um, and good friend Trevor Brecca with us on the air as well. How are you guys doing this morning? Hey, we're living right. I think you forgot the third thing that's different about today is that we're recording our microphones are currently sitting on boxes because we realized that passing the mic around is not the best way to do it so that's that's also different i would say it's different door what's up baby Hi, first time know. on the podcast yeah it's a pleasure to be here well, just enjoying life <laughs> <laughs> like i said we actually have not heard the talk um and i know it's still uh, been been growing on on thor's heart so we're gonna let just door kick it off a little bit with what has been coming to mind and heart when he's been praying about what does real holiness look like to, to him and in his life right now? So Thor, whatever, whatever direction you want to take it, we're happy to yeah. take it as well. Yeah, I think honestly it starts with kind of what a definition of what holiness looks like and what I've been praying about recently. Um, it started actually last semester, so a good while ago. But part of the reflection was that holiness isn't, and this is kind of known, it's like holiness isn't just like all the things that I do. Because mm-hmm. Jesus even says in the Gospels, like, <clears throat> yeah, the Pharisees are not holy because of all of the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's what's, like, internal, what's in your heart that is truly what, mm-hmm. yeah, creates that. And so I guess the main reflection was that <clears throat> holiness is ultimately your relationship with Christ, with the Trinity, Um and that obviously manifests in ways of outwardly doing things, but that's not the sole goal, you know. The source and summit of our life, obviously, is Christ. Mm-hmm. And holiness isn't, you know, doing all these things and trying to be this idea of what holiness might be, because ultimately, that's what Jesus tells us not to do. He tells us, you know, he talks to the, the Pharisees and says, like, you whitewash tombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You have all these beautiful things, but you're full of dead bones. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this this makes me think. Uh, we were having a conversation yesterday, <clears throat> kind of pertaining to this the idea of this talk about one of our um, friends, student, listener of the podcast. Potentially, we're not sure, but um, <laughs> he talked about um, how he was approached by um, someone on a group on campus, a different church, and um, and basically kind of like cornered and. But the, and, and we could talk a lot about the tactic, but the one thing that he said that really stuck out to me that applies exactly what, to what Thor's talking about, he says like, he's like, yeah, I felt like I was just a number to them by the way that they spoke to me, that they just wanted more people at their thing, right? And it's like, they're doing something that exteriorly, you could be like, oh, like they're evangelizing. They're trying to reach people on campus, right? But, but Garrett left with the impression that came from them, which is like, actually you're doing this for yourself and not for, and not for God, you know? And that's like, kind of like as you were talking about that that story was just coming to mind because i'm yeah. like man there's just this clear distinction of like they're doing the right maybe the right things you could argue about strategy whatever right? but yeah. they're desiring to like reach people but it's 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 motivated by actions and not by a desire to be conformed to jesus and again i don't know this person particular thing but yeah. that's a very clear thing that you can see a lot of times within ministry which is like is it rooted out of a desire for christ or is this rooted out of a desire for some kind of like boosting the ego yeah, absolutely and I think the main kind of, I guess, goal of the talk and kind of what's been on my heart recently is recognizing in my own life the things that I do specifically for other people versus for myself and for Christ, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's one of those things that like we have this desire to please other people and we focus so much on trying to do that that we lose sight of what we're actually supposed to be doing um yeah and i think mm. holiness ultimately right because i kind of have a couple steps a couple goals that i'm going to go through um first and foremost i want people to know that they are loved created by god and that he loves them for who they are secondly i want them to recognize that uh, if god did create us which he did uh, that since he created us in this specific way his will for us is to be in union with him which is the way he created us mm-hmm. and thirdly there if that is true like if both of those things are true then holiness is yeah being in union with god being in relation with the trinity and so authentically being ourselves and fulfilling our faith not just for us internally, because obviously that's can be kind of dry. It can kind of lead to just self-fulfillment versus a true authentic love. Um, that we need to be attentive to what God wants for us. And that holiness is rooted ultimately in like not the opinions of others, but in the opinions of God. Um, because he ultimately is what we desire. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. If we're trying to do things for other people and not for ourselves, uh, then it's kind of empty, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a time and place, you know, for, for fulfilling needs because it's we have to do that, you know, mm-hmm. as a community, as people. But yeah, if your desire to do things isn't rooted in is a sincere desire to love Christ, then it's kind of like it's okay to not be there, but that should be the goal. Yeah, yeah. Like eventually, if like if Jesus is not the source and the reason, then like the the well runs dry. Eventually, like a motivation of burnout. Um, yeah, there's there's so much that's coming to mind. I'm like, gosh, it's really good. It's really grounding too. Like it helps me feel steady and stable right now and and, and today. And like reminds me of my prayer life. Just like a lot of things. But I think this is so key to talk about. Like especially with people pursuing holiness, with people in ministry, with uh, with priests, with missionaries, with campus ministers, like with with the faithful, is that is that like yeah at the heart of real holiness, it's not about doing, but about receiving from God and being with Him, and then Him helping us become more like Him. Which looks which is like like the becoming more like Him is what I think it's like that's what real holiness is like, and that's so dynamic, right? Like mm-hmm. God is so still and silent, and then God is like so like open and receptive and then always takes the initiative as well and it's like he's so like i think about how god the father has revealed himself like you have the, the story of the prodigal son that he waits for the son he's patient he gives him everything he asked for and then he runs out to him and embraces him and then he also goes not the one that is just lost that has um you know wasted everything on sin but the one who overworks himself and is angry and bitter and also goes out to him but you also have jesus who's like always just encountering people in such a deep and profound individual way yeah and so like becoming like god becoming like the father and like the son is like so dynamic so real holiness should be 
dynamic, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I, I've been reading, even this morning in prayer, I want to hear you guys' thoughts too of what you're drawn to, but this morning in prayer and, and like the, the devotion I was going through is like two fruits of prayer. One is love of neighbor and the other is, um, is creative freedom. And I think those two are tied together as well. But when I think of growth and holiness and growth in prayer, like a faithfulness to prayer, is that there's a freedom to give myself more fully to God, to rid myself of idols, that I would allow him to take um, his place on the throne of what propels me forward, what motivates me, what gives me comfort, what gives me security and safety, where I find my peace and my rest. And then also becoming more like God, like one of the deepest senses that that becomes manifest is through my love of neighbor, right? It's like, there's yeah. no way, Jesus yeah. says it, like there's no one who says that he loves God and hates his brother. It's like, love of neighbor is like the number one sign of growth, of, of faithfulness and, and prayer and holiness. So yeah, that's for me. I want to hear you guys' thoughts of what comes to mind for you guys. Yeah, kind of in regards to that, um, that's, a I think, First uh, John where he says, you cannot say you love God if there is no love of your neighbor. Um, it's in the letter of first John, but uh, also there's uh, a quote that we were just going through this yesterday as a team where I think it was, I don't remember the saint. It's a, it's either Saint, I think it might be St. Teresa of Avila who the Lord kind of invited her uh, out of her like silent meditative time. And she was like scared at first when he was inviting her to spend more time um, kind of doing active ministry. And he was like, this is what I've laid out to you. There's like, to, there, he says with two kind of um, initiatives, you have to walk to heaven, which is like love of love of me and love of neighbor. And with these two wings, you will ascend the heights of heaven. Um, he's kind of like, you know, and she right is in this place, which granted a lot of people are in the place where I think they think they can just do the love of neighbor and not love God. But I think also what you're saying is like in, especially when it comes to holiness where we get distracted sometimes, if it doesn't bleed into love of neighbor, there's an, an inauthenticity. Like there's like, a way in which my love of God is not actually like being nourished and driven um, if I'm not drawn to love my neighbor. But even the, just the question of holiness, it's like the most impossible thing to answer in some ways um, for me right now because I'm just like, man, like I don't know still, you know? Like I still, like yes, I know, I, I, I think it's it's sound. It's just, I can propose what the church teaches about holiness. You know, I can propose like the experience of my life of holy people but then there's moments where I like hit just like, I feel like life is just going rough and I'm like, I don't even know God, like how to be holy. Like I just, you know, um, and it's just, I think a, a really, a beautiful thing to, to reflect on because there's this invitation from the Lord to consider whether or not like we're just kind of doing the things like Thor's saying or whether or not we're like letting him be the teacher, like letting him be the one who's teaching us. What does it mean? Right. If holiness is being completely conformed to Christ and like allowing him to transform us, like the sad part, the difficult part for that, for us about that is that you don't have control of that. You know, um, you, you have control of your response to God, right? You have complete control of, you know, how you, how you kind of respond to his initiatives, which is a whole part of it. And he actually won't do it without your response. But like, I can't, I can't be the one who maps my way to heaven, which, um, is a good, a good and constant reminder for me. So that's some of my thoughts I was having. Yeah. That's really good. I think ultimately, yeah, there is kind of my thoughts on loving of neighbor and loving of, of God, um, as fruits of prayer. I think that what you're saying is kind of along the same lines of of maybe what I'm intending to say, you know, it's that out from the fruits of prayer, we go into labor, um, of helping others, you know, 
and it can't be the other way around, mm-hmm. which I think is often a common misconception of, of, I've definitely had this idea of like, oh, I need to go do all these things. Um, I think the main caveat that I have is I don't have it figured out of what holiness is. Um, I don't think anybody can say that they do, and so ultimately, yeah, disclaimer. Um, <laughs> disclaimer this this topic is extremely difficult uh this is harder than rocket science yeah i think though we can have this kind of very basic definition that 100%. ultimately yep. goes into whatever your life looks like you know so for some people like the carmelites it manifests in mm-hmm. and maybe sure. the capuchins as well i don't know i'm throwing out random orders but let's start with c's yeah come on keep going they're, they're main like, <laughs> Their, their main mission, or I guess their main spirituality, is prayer. Just right. constant prayer. Right. 100%. Uh, and it doesn't manifest in like a very active, it's contemplative, you know. Mm-hmm. For some people, that's what holiness looks like, is being contemplative. Mm-hmm. Sitting in prayer for hours. For other people, like the CFRs, um, mm-hmm. they are active. They're, I mean, there's the Servants of Christ Jesus in Denver as well. They're active. They go out onto campus. They go out into cities. They do ministry with poor people. Um, it's just, yeah, it manifests differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But ultimately, their desires are rooted on imitating Christ. And I think yeah. that's ultimately yep. what you're saying. It's like, if yeah. we're going to be praying and we're going to be trying to conform ourselves to Christ, then we're going to end up looking at like him in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. I like that. The particularity of like holiness is God's invitation to us as a person, um, yes, which is why there's no, you know, uh, <laughs> complete roadmap besides. Yeah. yeah. I feel like what you guys are both saying too is like the, there's like an invitation to holiness through vocation, but then like the, I feel like even that is so broad. Like you said, like it, even between orders, it changes. And then even between mm-hmm. families, it changes. Yeah. And so like, like really discerning and spending time like lord how do you want your love to particularly manifest to me within my vocation not just like the general vocation right like the way that i live out marriage is different the way that trevor lives it out which will be the way different than the way you, you live it out mm-hmm. and and but having like the security of like lord even above my actions which is like what we're saying even above my actions of what i do or don't do there's there's a providence and a love and a care that you pour out first for me you know and so i feel like which what you said too is really, I don't know, coming to mind too of like, and this is just like in general with, with holiness is like, what do you do on the hard days? You mm-hmm. know, and it's like, what do you do on the days where you just freaking beat up? Like, cause it, it's easy to be like, like Jesus is taking care of me on days where you're just like, I killed it today and I like accomplished so much. And hmm. but then on days, like I said, I was like feeling physically sick and I was just like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. And I would I like to go home early and, and everything like to have no responsibilities today. Um, but like, what do you do on the hard days where you just like, don't want to be where you are or mm-hmm. doing what you're doing? Like, what is, what do you think holiness looks like on, on the hard days, um, for you or like what the Lord might be calling yeah. you to on a hard day? I think something, this is what I want to also kind of touch on. I, I like, that's a really good point that you bring up <clears throat> is that oftentimes we see, which are, I think the another thing to say is that doing the thing and like going to events and stuff like that or like going to mass every day and holy hour like just doing all the stuff those are all really good things but it's obviously the intention that's that can be changed now with saying that um, 
when it is a bad day, like when you're just having a tough time, the idea that I think I want to get across for the most part is that it's okay to admit that it's a bad day. Um, because oftentimes I think that I even have this where I just have to put on this face to be like, ah, yeah, I'm doing great. Like I'm doing really well, even though I, on the inside, just want to go home. I just want to be like in bed. You know, mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying is like you just wanted to have no responsibility, um, which is ultimately like a huge temptation and can manifest in different ways. But I think with that, it's like, sure, if you have an obligation, you should try to put on, uh, you should try to manage your emotions. Like, obviously, that is something that is right and proper to do. But if somebody genuinely asks you, like, how are you doing? Like, are you doing all right? It's okay to say, I'm actually not doing well right now. You know, because ultimately, if you keep just covering it up, it's just going to keep, yeah, it's going to harm you in the long run, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to think about. Uh, I want to comment on what you said really fast and then get back to that question. But I, I think it's, uh, I don't remember where I was reading this, but uh, I, actually I know where it was. It was from my In Conversation with God. Can't highly recommend this devotional series enough. Just follows the daily scriptures. But... Um, he was ta- the author was talking about how important it is as an act of charity, right, um, to others whenever we are struggling to kind of, um, like you were saying, like there are times when I have an event and I need to be at something, like it's an act of charity and love for others to like sh- sincerely try to like um, capture the essence of the joy of living with Christ, even when like I, I feel internally like dead, <laughs> you know, because it's it's out of love for them. But I think you're also right in saying like. Also, if someone's going to ask you, you don't want to be like, no, nothing's wrong in my life. Like everything, yeah. you know, like I think that's, you know, that's nonsense too. Like, so I think it's like both wanting to will the good of the other. So I'm going to like, try to like be still really considerate my questions and like, you know, kind of push through for that. But if someone's going to like take the time to like ask me or if I need to ask someone specifically to reach out and invite someone, you know, to kind of, so I can share out of vulnerability what I'm struggling with. I think that's also like really real Christ-like love. Um, and it takes humility to do that, which is important. Um, in regards to the question, like, what do you do? I mean, something I've just been, um, we current, I currently find myself in one of these times and um, that we've been aforementioned times. And uh, I think like just, yeah, there's really no easy answer besides just looking at the cross and like trusting that like that Jesus um, loves me and, and more that, that, that he loves me so much that he's going to invite me into his passion and, I, and I and I need to like believe that in that moment that he's this is not like for it, this is for my good like that he does love me in this moment he hasn't like chosen like another moment to love me um, and yeah I think this is the beauty of our Catholic faith particularly and the emphasis on you know the crucifixion and the death of our Lord to like really meditate upon like when I'm suffering can I trust that like the Lord will use this for good somewhere um, that can I, can I, you know, as St. Paul says, right. To make up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of the, his body, the church. Um, so God willing it be done, um, easier, easier said, harder to do, but, uh, yeah. Looking at the cross, I think is the, is one of the main answers to that. So good. That's so good. Yeah. I, that's exactly, I think, I feel like what I want to do or try to do on hard days is the same of like, I just want to like make an, an honest, like surrender to God of like, I can't do this. I'm screwing it up. I feel alone. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I am not loving other people or hurting other people or failing or just like name some of the things that I feel like I'm, I'm doing or not doing. 
and then just be like, Lord, help help me to know the truth in the situation. And the truth is like, even if I feel those things, right, like your providence and your care comes first, that you love me unconditionally, like Thor was saying anyways, whether I do or don't do uh, my responsibilities well, that you heal, even if I hurt or if I ruin someone's day or whatever, like you, you still take care of that person like beyond what I do or haven't done. Um, that every day is a new day, that your mercy is offered to me right now, that uh, like you love people, especially when they're hurting when they're, and when they're broken, not just also in that time, but, but most in that time. That I just like want to be reminded of the truths that are hard to feel, but that I can feel most after I name how I'm doing and how I'm feeling. You know? mm-hmm. And like once I speak something that I feel like, oh, that's kind of, there's kind of a lie in there somewhere, then the truth is like, more easier to pinpoint. Um, but yeah. Okay, this is super good, super good. So I'm excited to talk tonight, or to hear the talk on real holiness, because it's so, yeah, it's so dynamic, and it's like, gosh, so deep, and it's so inspiring, and then it's also like an anchor in hard days. It's also like such a good, like, discussion. It also brings up a lot of experiences, and a lot of thoughts, and a lot of uh, preconceived notions, and just it's just so good. So I think it'll be really good tonight. We'll see if people get into like a discussion, or a good moment for reflection, or whatever yep. it is, but Thor, Thank you for being the first person to jump on the podcast on. with us in a while, baby. This is... Thor, do you got any words for the people? Um, love God and love others. Come on. That's all you got to do. That's, That's it. That's it. Through and through. Trevor, you got anything? <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. As the prophets once said, oh, no. let's get after it. Let's get after it. Loose translation. Loose tra- yeah. <laughs> that's that's that pigeon Bible. Look it up. Uh, we love you guys and are grateful for you and uh, looking forward to connecting next week. Peace.